This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Ron DeSantis's presidential campaign launch on Twitter was marred by technical glitches, delaying it for nearly half an hour, during which hundreds of thousands of users tuned out of the audio broadcast. The moderator, in a feeble attempt at spin, joked that they were, quote, breaking the internet. In fact, Twitter's fumbling of the event was nothing short of an embarrassment for Mr. DeSantis and Elon Musk. Vyacheslav Khladkov, the governor of Russia's Belgorod region, claimed that several drones had been intercepted above his territory overnight. Earlier, Russia claimed to have repelled pro-Ukrainian militias raiding the region, which borders Ukraine, although these claims could not be verified. America insisted it did not, quote, encourage or enable strikes inside of Russia. Ukraine also denied any involvement. Tina Turner, the queen of rock and roll, died at home in Switzerland, aged 83. Known for her husky voice, she found early success in an R&B musical duo with her husband Ike, whom she divorced in 1976. Years later came her reinvention as a stomping, stadium-filling solo act. She won 12 Grammys. Israel's parliament voted through a $1 trillion shekel or $269 billion spending package after Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, made concessions to previously resistant far-right factions within his coalition. The final deal included funding for settler developments in the occupied West Bank, as well as resources for the ultra-Orthodox education system. Yair Lapid, Israel's opposition leader, called it the, quote, most destructive budget in the country's history. Britain's inflation rate dipped below 10% for the first time in eight months. Prices rose by 8.7% in the year to April, down from 10.1% in March. But food inflation was 19.1%, and the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, warned that the figures were still, quote, worryingly high. The Bank of England's target is just 2%. Typhoon Mawar, a cyclone with the strength of a Category 4 hurricane, skimmed the northern edge of Guam. It is the largest storm to hit the island in decades. Thousands of residents in the American territory have been left without power. Earlier, President Joe Biden declared an emergency and residents not living in concrete houses were advised to seek safety elsewhere. A paralyzed man was able to walk again after electronic implants were inserted in his brain and spinal cord, creating a digital bridge between the two. Gert Janoskum, a 40-year-old from the Netherlands, has been trying to get back on his feet since he was first injured 12 years ago. Scientists in Switzerland conducting the research stressed that it is in the early stages. And figure of the day, $2 trillion, the amount that governments spent on defense in 2022, a 4% increase in real terms from 2021. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. George Floyd, three years on. George Floyd was murdered three years ago on Thursday, sparking fierce protests worldwide. For much of America's left, too little has changed since. Police killed more people in 2022 than in 2020. Congress has failed to pass significant federal police reform. Local changes, they argue, have often been too cosmetic. 
The right, by contrast, says that progressives' hostility towards the police has led directly to a rise in violent crime and public disorder. What is beyond dispute is that police departments across the country face officer shortages, with many recently retiring. Those remaining must work longer hours with less supervision, leaving them with less time for the laborious but essential investigative work required to solve serious crimes. Murder clearance rates are at a historic low. In many cities, most homicides go unsolved. That has given crime a potential salience it has not had in years. Expect Republicans to use every opportunity to bash Democrats for being soft on crime in next year's election campaigns. Happy Birthday, GDPR The General Data Protection Regulation, Europe's landmark privacy law, turns five on Thursday. Controversial from its inception, it has nevertheless become a global standard. About 160 countries have included the GDPR's main principles in their privacy legislations, such as consent and the right to access personal information. Big companies, such as Microsoft, apply those rules worldwide. More than 1,700 enforcement actions have been taken, and fines of 2.7 billion euros, $2.9 billion, levied. Still, privacy advocates complain about weak enforcement, particularly in Ireland, where many American big tech firms have their European base, although regulators there find Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram, a record 1.2 billion euro on Monday. Others argue that the EU is weakening the GDPR by passing one digital law after another. The Digital Markets and Digital Services Act, for example, which both regulate big online platforms. In its efforts to become the world's digital super-regulator, the EU may be spreading itself too thinly, making enforcement more patchy. Britain's Toxic Immigration Figures Britain is expected to announce a record level of net legal immigration, topping 700,000 perhaps, when the country publishes official figures on Thursday. A more liberal regime for students and skilled workers, along with one-off factors such as an influx of refugees from Ukraine, are the most likely reasons behind the rise. Immigration has been a toxic issue in the country for over a decade, with both the Conservative and Labour parties battling to appear tough on the topic. But since leaving the EU, immigration has shot up as businesses attempt to plug gaps in the labour market and students take advantage of looser rules. Rishi Sunak, the Conservative Prime Minister, pledged to bring immigration down. These latest figures will only stoke anger with his government on the right wing of his party. Mr. Sunak has already promised to tighten rules on student visas after a dramatic increase in the number of postgraduate students bringing their families to Britain. The Dollar Store Boom Hard times for consumers often mean boom times for cheap retailers. That helps explain why the share price of Dollar Tree, 
an American purveyor of cut-price miscellanea, is up nearly 50% from its level two years ago. Analysts expect the company will announce a healthy first-quarter sales growth year-on-year of 5.7% on Thursday. It is not an outlier. On May 18th, Walmart, another wallet-friendly chain, reported a growth rate of 7.6% in the first quarter, beating expectations. Analysts are likewise anticipating juicy growth from Dollar General, Dollar Tree's arch-rival, when it reports its latest quarterly results on June 1st. Both Dollar Tree and Dollar General are ramping up store openings this year, signaling their confidence in continued growth. But that suggests more bad news for the health of American consumers. Between 2008 and 2020, dollar stores were the fastest-growing retailers of food in the country by share of housing spending, offering lower prices but high calories and poor nutrition. A new photography center at the V&A. On Thursday, the Victoria and Albert Museum in London will open its brand new photography center. Spanning seven galleries, including previously closed off rooms, it will be the largest space in Britain for a permanent photography collection. Tristam Hunt, the V&A's director, calls it a museum with a museum. The first iteration of the photography center opened in 2018 after the V&A bought the Royal Photographic Society's entire collection of 270,000 images. Now, a new suite of galleries completes the vision, displaying a range of works from the origins of the discipline to the modern day. The V&A will also provide space for contemporary work and special commissions. Opening installations feature Gallery Gill's image series of temporary architecture on the outskirts of Delhi, and Jake Elwey's deepfake drag cabaret video installation, which explores ethical problems in artificial intelligence. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Thursday. Which car brand is based in Marinello, Italy? Wednesday. What was the name of the sweater-wearing police officer in the Danish thriller The Killing? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who was born on this day in 1803. Fiction reveals truth that reality obscures. That's The World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.